Hello loves and welcome to the Introverts Toolbox, the podcast for introverts who feel like the world's kind of fucked up, where the biggest and craziest people get all the success, and we're left wondering like, oh my god, what the hell do we do? My name's Karen Hewitt and I am your host and we're going to go over systems, methods and skills you can use as an introvert to be authentically you and be successful. So subscribe and share this on your social media and don't forget to give us five stars and let's get started. Hello, 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 my loves. You know, one thing I found is with introverts, we tend to have this fear that we're not enough. We have this innate sensation that we have to be someone else in order to be successful. I found that to be just totally off. It's kind of like bullshit, to be honest. So when I was talking about this toolbox, we want to have people that help you come up with tools and things that will help you grow and develop. And I'm really excited because I have Alison Sutter with me today. Now, Alison is an author, intuitive, and spiritual mentor. And not only has she taught for over 25 years in different areas of education and self-help, she's certified to be a CHEK holistic life coach, a thinking into results facilitator. She's the author of several self-help and children's books. But there's more than that. She continues to pursue her passion and create new and inspiring educational content to help people that are awakening spiritual. And one of the things that drew me to have Alison here today is she really does work on that transforming fear because we need to tap into what is scaring us to resolve it and to grow. Now, her work has inspired thousands worldwide to trust their inner guidance as a true north, to be confident, truly happy, even when life is throwing those challenges at you. And even better than that, it's all about doing it authentically because authenticity is the key to sustainability and if you're not authentic and you're not sustaining there's something fundamentally there that's not going right for you so we really want you to lean into that authentic self we really want you to lean into things that make you who you are not teach you to be someone else so good morning Allison how are you oh good morning I'm fantastic and what a great topic <laughs> well we have introverts. This is this is a podcast for introverts. And introverts have so many innate fears. We have this fear of being seen. We have all these misconceptions that are placed on us, that we're shy, that we're timid. Even though introvertism is more of a recharge thing rather than a personality trait. What brought you into this holistic life coaching and this healing that you do? What was it that inspired you to take that step? Well, part of it was I identified with the term introvert and what i realized over time is that like you said it felt like part of me that was faulty because we live in a world that celebrates noise that celebrates this expression of vibrancy that others can perceive so i spent my whole life feeling like i wasn't enough because i didn't fit this role but then i learned also that there's another definition of introvert which is someone who being around others just takes a lot of energy. And so being alone is rejuvenating. So, you know, I had to make peace with, well, what is my definition of introvert? Because if it's something's wrong with me because I can't perform like other people, well, then I feel bad. If it's just being around large groups and being around even other people, individuals, if it draws energy away from me, that's not something that's wrong with me. That's just a preferred way 
of being in the world. And so as you look at these two definitions, which one feels a little better to you? You know, I decided that just being a quiet person who likes to spend time in nature, who likes to read books, who likes to do these things isn't faulty. It's just who I am. And then as I leaned into this thing we call authenticity, it's how we want to express ourselves, how we want to engage with the external world around us, I realized that, and of course, maybe this came with age and experience. I really think it did come with understanding my own, what people call spiritual nature. But as I settled into that, I realized, and very much to the heart of who I was that, you know, us as individuals, whether we're introverts or extroverts, the way we perceive the world is utterly unique. And it is to be celebrated. And I'll give you a fantastic example. My, I have a house full of introverts. I've got three kids and my youngest who is female went, to, she's been doing robotics for a year. And this is dominantly a male, you know, <laughs> activity, at least at high school. And she was going for, there are two different clubs. There's one at school. And then there's this one club that's actually taken themselves away from school so they can really dive into it. And they're really, really good. So Sophia went to like basically audition for this club. And it was hard because she said at one point there were these group of individuals. Now this is like introverts amongst introverts because usually the kids in the robotics club are introverts in and of themselves. So, or, you know, sort of nerdy, they're not the sporty people. They're not the most popular typically, but so she was an introvert amongst introverts. And at one point she said, you know, they were having a conversation amongst themselves and she was sort of sitting to the side and it was very difficult to find a way in, especially when they weren't speaking directly to her. And I think, you know, people who are quiet often find it difficult to find a way in to conversation when it's not spoken directly to you, you know, that sort of, you feel like you're interrupting, you feel like you don't belong. So, you know, I just said, you know what, honey, and this of course takes time for all of us to learn, but who you are and your gifts and talents aren't marked by how much you speak up, right? If they can't see what you bring and what you've already said to them about your dedication to computer science, about what your intentions are, about what your, you know, dedication to the group would be. If they haven't seen that already and they think just because you don't speak up that somehow that voids everything else, then it's not the right group. Right. I mean, but I mean, I get it. It's like, it's hard to find a way into conversation with people when it doesn't necessarily feel natural because you feel an outsider, you know, usually in those things called conversation, but authenticity, you know, leaning into the authenticity is the way out of that internal pain. I love what you said that because one of my things is I tell introverts, you have a quiet power. Mm -hmm. There is something so powerful in the stillness mm -hmm. because you have these gifts of observance, of listening, of being aware. And I think a lot of the time we're so afraid that we're not getting heard, that mm -hmm. we focus so heavily on that, that we stop those powers, those gifts that we already have because we feel like we have to be something. Mm -hmm. I spent my whole life doing that. I literally created what I thought was an alternate personality in my, you know, teens, twenties, thirties, that was the extrovert, but I mitigated the anxiety of that by drinking, right? It was socially drinking. It was socially acceptable. It was like, that's a way to tap down that anxiety of pretending to be something you're not. I didn't, it wasn't natural for me to be exuberant 
in social situations. So I had to find a way to make it okay. But if I were to do it again, I wouldn't do it that same way. You're talking here about this fear. Is this fear of being accepted because you feel like you have to be this extroverted social butterfly Mm -hmm. in order for people to relate to you, to resonate with you, to be friends with you, to want to be around you. That's an innate fear. That is something that a lot of people go through and they don't realize that they're people. They don't need that. They're going to resonate you with you for your authenticity, like you said, that your quietness is what where you're the most present. Mm-hmm. How would you help someone? Because that fear, I think, overwhelms people, especially introverts. Extroverts have social anxiety. Extroverts have fear of a lot of people. I mean, as I said, the biggest misconception is introverts are shy. Introverts are not necessarily shy. They just recharge quietly differently. Mm-hmm. How can people take that fear, that fear of being socially accepted or not, and really start to step into it so they're more comfortable and more confident within themselves? Well, one of the things that I had to do was rectify what is a belief, right? I had to figure out what a belief is, how I knew it was active and how to transform it. That's what transforming fears is all about. For me personally, maybe it was because I was a quiet person, but I really delve into and finding and understanding what does it mean to be a physical being and what does it mean to be to me a spiritual being and then within that context i because i'm a channeler and i have mediumship capabilities i have clairvoyance and all these other things that came naturally to me that i put off because they weren't socially acceptable but i have them so i'm going to embrace them but i understand i have a level of understanding of what a belief actually is and how it affects us but for the audience one thing you can do is really pay attention to how you feel because that anxiety that fear is telling you what active belief is present in that moment. And you can figure it out by asking yourself, what do I need to believe is true about myself in the situation to feel the way I do? So for example, I need to be different in order to fit in, or I need to be different for someone to love me. That's just a belief and a belief isn't us. It's simply a structure that we're flowing energy through. You can change the structure. And once you change the structure, meaning I'm enough as I am, and you can do that by following your intuition, your intuition will lead you to the how, the how part of getting to that place. And when you do that, what happens is authenticity, there's a natural buoyancy, a confidence in being authentic. You don't actually need the way you thought you needed approval from others. And you understand the way synchronicity works with relationships. So you recognize when you found the right people for you that support you in the ways that you want to be supported in them, vice versa. So there isn't this scrambling feeling of trying to get into the mix of how do I, you know, find the right people amongst all the extroverts when it doesn't look like my peeps are there. Your peeps are there. They're there, right? They're there here on this podcast. They're in the world. You don't need them to love you if they expect you to be different, like you don't need that kind of expectation and love. You just need to settle into who you are. And as you do that, you transform that belief that says I'm not enough as I am. And as you do that, you release that sense of fear. That's what transformation is. It's a, it's a shifting of an actual structure of a belief and you will feel it. I have felt it. I mean, I am not the person I was because I don't hold the same beliefs about myself. So when you're following your excitement, one of my excitements is to write. That's how I take the megaphone to my voice is I write. And so I don't have to speak necessarily, although I have done 
a lot of speaking. And I think in the next 50 years, speaking will be one of my introverted superpowers because it depends on what I say, when I say it, how I say it. And then gardening, you know, that's something that follows my excitement. As I do that, I get the ideas through my intuition that lead me to more opportunity, the how to feel more myself. Oh, I meet the right person. I find the right meetup group. I find the right podcast. I, you know, the how is a built in. If you just relax, follow your intuition and, you know, trust that you're not being left behind. There's no left behind here. I really like how you said about finding your people. And I think this is something that is overwhelming. A lot of people, what it is, is we don't realize there's billions of people in this world. Mm-hmm. There's a very famous book out there and it's called um, A Thousand Raving Fans. And honestly, if there's billions out there and this huge business person is saying you only need a thousand, that is less than 0.01% of the world to love you for who you are, to be so wildly successful beyond your dreams. Why keep going after the hundreds of people that are not your people? Well, that's part of the thing too, that there's a script out there that says you're only successful if you've got massive amounts of people cheering you, recognizing you, following me. That's bullshit. You know, I, when I was chasing that, I had so much anxiety. It wasn't until I sat into what is my, my gift is working with a person one-on-one for a longer term, because I enjoy the development of that relationship. That is my strength. So I have a handful of clients at a time. I don't want this other thing that people say that I'm supposed to have because it doesn't fit me. It isn't me. I don't want it. And it's like I said, it's like 0.001%. So if you're in a room with a thousand people, which is an influence, can be a little overwhelming at time. You're not even trying to get one person in that room to like you. Mm-hmm. You're trying to get a point of a person in that room. So when you're trying to focus on getting everyone around you to love and almost be obsessed with you, which I see a lot in the extrovert, the influencer fear. Mm-hmm. They want to get the millions. They want to get that viral. They want to get the, the large numbers. It's not about that. No. When you say influencer, what I think of now is the way I want to influence is with my inner alignment with myself. That my influence is my energy. And those who resonate with my quiet power will know how powerful I am. I don't have to say, it is my energy that that people sit with, that they recognize as my true power. I don't have to, you know, do a song and dance. I don't have to have 50 million followers. That's that's all shiny coins that people are scattering. It's like, oh, look at this, look at that. Yeah, none of that matters. Exactly. And I think we have this perception that in order to find ourselves, in order to find our success, we have to have that 15 minutes of fame. No, no. You are enough exactly who you are. And one of the things I like to tell people is I don't want anyone to change, but I do want them to transform into the best version of themselves. And it's all about who they are at a core because we hide areas of ourselves. Because we're scared that people will judge. We're scared that people will think less. We're scared that it's not what's acceptable. And no, that's what is what makes you perfectly acceptable. It's what makes you perfectly loved. It's what makes you perfectly who you are. Because there is going to be that one person that sees or hears or feels something that you put out there and go, wow, you changed my life. And that's to me what's important. How can we help people get over those fears of those things that they're holding back. 
those pieces that they don't want to be judged so they can transform themselves into that best version of themselves. Yeah, so the, there is no prescriptive to do this, right? It, it You have to understand and begin to know what your intuition is. What is that to you? What is your definition of, because to me, I'll tell you what my definition is. My definition is intuition is actually like a portal or a gateway or an interface between you and your higher self. It's a, it's conversing. It's telling you the conversation between this aspect of you that's not physical and this aspect of you that's physically focused. And that higher self has a mountaintop of you. It's telling you, oh, by the way, if that thing you want, if you go this way, and so it gives you ideas and inklings and, and synchronicities and all these things. And as you follow those things and you sit into what makes you happy, there is a natural confidence over time that comes that looks like you're transforming a fear. It looks like you're taking fear and making it something else. You're actually not. You can leave the fear right there. What you're doing is pointing your attention in another direction, adding momentum, bolstering that. You have to make choices. Am I going to sit on social media and fester about how much I don't have? Or am I going to follow that project that has been poking at me that I really, really enjoy? That's the how, because there is no prescriptive way. That's the other fallacy that comes in personal development, that there's one way or there's the way there is, there's a billion, there's how many people on the planet? That's how many ways there are. And the way to get there is to follow your intuition. As you do that, you will, because you're sitting in energy of love and enjoyment, find more confidence because what's attracted to that is more things that are like that. So you're like, oh, wait, wait, I didn't know that person existed. And oh my God, look at that cool TV show that, you know, expresses everything that I love and do. And what you do is you recognize what's already there that you have been not allowing into your experience because of this constriction that fear brings. It brings a constricted state of being. So again, the how is absolutely individualized. You follow your passion, excitement, inklings, curiosities, and introverts are great because they spend a lot of time thinking about things, you know, the, the dreaming capacity of an introvert is usually very strong. I will say that one of the things, there's a book out there that I adore, and I want to lean into this because of something you said, and it's uh, Positive Intelligence by Shazal Shemaine, and he talks about the voices in your head and your intuitions, the things they do, and I want to point out, we have this amazing capability to know where we're drawn. Mm -hmm. The one thing that I want to encourage everyone to do is when you hear, you, we hear voices in our head. It's, it's just one of those things. We hear the voices telling us, we, oh, you should try this. We also hear the voices in our head say, but you're not good enough. There's this power of discernment. Is that voice leading us where we need to go? Or is it a voice that's been placed there by someone else to hold us back? Mm-hmm. And I see that as a key part of intuition. The first thing you have to do when you lean into your intuition is to start to recognize which is your intuitive voice and which is a voice we need to discern on. Mm -hmm. Because we're surrounded by these things all our lives. We're surrounded by people telling us what we can and can't do. We're surrounded by people telling us what we should and should not do. But your path, your joy, your success, your life is so individualized. Mm -hmm that you have to learn to recognize that true voice in your head, the true not. And you talk a lot about intuition. You talk a lot about, you know, leaning into this holistically. How would you talk about discerning that voice? I mean, we get all these different things in our head all the time. Taking that time, what 
tips would you give to get that intuition flowing? Well, usually introverts, as a generalization, are what we call empaths or sensitives or are very sensitive people, right? Um, so you're, you've got a leg up right there because you need to pay attention to how you feel. Because here's the key. I just talked about this on a podcast with a woman named Laura West. It was fantastic because we talked about just this. So usually what happens is when you get that inclination, you get that idea, there's a raise, there's a rise of excitement because it's fun to you. It feels fun. Right on the heels of that could potentially be, oh, who are you thinking you could do that? Like right on the heels of it. But what happens is you begin, you have to discern, first of all, was that idea exciting? Was that my true, exciting, passionate, blissful idea? Yes. Okay. Yes, it was right on the heels of it was the, the limiting belief because it's there. Beliefs structure are real. They're literally the foundation of reality. You can't be in this reality without beliefs. You have positive and negative. So you have to recognize you wait. Oh, wait, that felt good. This felt bad. Okay. So the good stuff is the real me. It's my inner being. It's my true North. It, Cause it felt good. That's how I know. Cause it felt really exciting and fun. And I didn't give a shit what other people thought. This other thing is the structure of a limiting belief. I can get rid of that because that's lying to me. It's, its purpose is to constrict because that's the structure of negative energy. It's disintegrative. It's um, disempowering. So all you're doing is you have to witness yourself. Oh, wait, I did this and that felt really good. And then I flowed energy here and that felt bad. Hmm. What would I prefer? I prefer more of this. So you have to learn also that that negative isn't you. It's you flowing energy through a belief structure, right? That's all it is. And by default, negative beliefs are constricting. That's why it feels like your body hormonally reacts to it. it. You get a pit in your stomach. You might get adrenaline in terms of fight or flight. You might get, you know, anxiety. You get the, the hormonal trigger that comes with flowing energy through a negative. So you have to pay attention. You have to begin to separate what happens in like faster than a split second, right? I love it. I hate it. Love it. Hate it. Love it. Hate it. It's like, slow it down, slow the movie down, piece it up, you know, begin to understand what's actually happening here and then choose. And sometimes it's a little bit like, oh God, do I do idea? You do it. You do it. You choose to focus on the thing that you love to because positive energy is expansive. It's inclusive. It's the nature of it is to be love-based and feel good. That's how you know it's real because the real you is love-based. All this other stuff is just part of the human experience that we need to learn to weed through. So that's what you do. And you have to give yourself permission to have that happiness and that love base because sometimes we feel like we we're supposed to be in that that stressful place. No, you have complete permission to be happy. And if you need someone else to tell you you're allowed to be happy, you're allowed to live in joy, you're allowed to follow dreams, guess what? Here's your permission. Take it, run with it, have it. Fear is what holds us back. Fear is what tells us that we're, we're not allowed to be this way. And I do know that some people, they want permission from someone else. So guess what? Here you go, carte blanche permission, be happy. <laughs> follow that dream. Yeah. We want you to find that love, that hope, that happiness, that excitement. So we now have this, we have this, we, we're like, okay, this feeling's bad. This feeling's good. This feeling's, I don't like here, but I like here. You now got to go with that. And along the way, and I think this is because a lot of the time introverts are told we should be living in the extroverted world. We don't normally tell extroverts, well, you need to learn to be quieter, but we tell introverts they learn, need to learn to be louder. And right. We just have to lean into those little things that inspire and excite us 
the ability to watch, the ability to listen, the ability to discern, the ability to organize what's going on around us, that is when we are truly becoming the best version of ourselves. And we start to transform those fears, those fears that are not actually, I'm a believer that fear isn't actually something that we own, but something that was placed upon us. And we seem to feel like we have to own it mm-hmm. because we're never born with the fear. Mm-hmm. And we always have that self-limiting belief, that fear that creeps in. How can you recognize when that's creeping in? So that way they can go, okay, no, you're not there. You need to spine down so I can continue my path. Yeah, you need to just pay closer attention over time because usually what happens is we get so habituated to the chemical that happens when we're anxious. And you know, if we're spending time getting anxious a lot, then we just become habituated to it and we desensitize ourselves to it. So you have to begin the process of becoming more and more aware. Awareness is key. And of course, you know, again, because we spend a lot of time in our head, we, we got game up here because we're already there. Since you're already there, you can start to just be like, all right, I want to grow my awareness. When I go into this situation, how do I feel? Did I already feel that way? Was I doing the what ifs beforehand automatically? Oh yeah, I was. I was my daughter did this three days before, four days, a week before, two weeks before the, the robotics thing. Oh my God. What if they don't like me? What if, what, you know, so pay attention to when you're starting. It usually starts when the idea hits because it scares you. So you start ruminating, pay attention. What do I need to believe is true about myself to feel this way? Oh, wait, I feel like I won't be accepted because I'm quiet or whatever. Fill in. It's like a mad libs for self-help, right? Fill in the blanks, catch it sooner, you know, and then you have to really find the right, you know, podcasts and the right books and the things that help you change that what if narrative to a what if positive. Well, what if, what if being quiet actually uh, allows me to pick up on things uh, that other people don't, that they don't pay attention to, like start the what, start the what ifs in another direction and be as gentle as you can. Don't, so don't go to the place where you're, you don't even believe what you're saying, because that's pointless. Just go to the place where you are already okay with what you're saying to yourself pay attention pay attention when did the feeling start how long has it been going a lot of times with my clients what happens is they have all of these different buckets they have the work bucket and the relationship bucket and the health bucket and the life bucket and what they don't recognize at first over time they do is that there's pretty much only a handful of beliefs that are that are um, crafting the different situations in the different uh, buckets so lack of worthiness you know, will be seen in the work bucket as something that you might not necessarily recognize. It also shows up in the relationship bucket, but you might not necessarily recognize the choreography of it. What you have to pay attention to is how does it feel? And then once they start paying attention to how does it feel and getting discernment around that, they're like, oh my God, that showed up. Oh my God, that showed up in seven different places. It was one negative belief. I'm like, there you go. So now you have discernibly recognized how potent one negative belief can be and how prolific it becomes. And then again, how do I change it? Pay attention to what excites you. Turn, you do not need to take that negative belief and disassemble it and work on it and find the root. Like, no, you can actually just point in another direction, let it die and wither from lack of attention if that's what you choose to do. And then all the things we just talked about, the confidence, the excitement, the the authentic, um, you know, the authenticity that you're wanting come and blossom, blossom to success, right? Blossom from that, that bulb of excitement. 
right? We just have to lean into those little things that inspire and excite us. Because when we're leaning into that and we're leaning into our own gifts, like the quietness, the ability to watch, the ability to listen, the ability to discern, the ability to organize what's going on around us, that is when we are truly becoming the best version of ourselves. And we start to transform those fears, those fears that are not actually, I'm a believer that fear isn't actually something that we own, but something that was placed upon us. And we seem to feel like we have to own it. Mm-hmm. Because we're never born with the fear. Right. Like, look at a two-year-old. Oh, look, a six-foot wall. Let me try and jump off it. They don't get that fear born in them. Right. It's fears that were placed upon us by others. Mm-hmm. So you don't actually own your fear because it wasn't yours in the first place. Someone decided to place it on you. Mm-hmm. So I love that wither and die because it wasn't really yours in the beginning. We just made it our own because we wanted to believe it so badly that we allowed it to consume at times. And there's a script, you know, the narrative that we pick up, it's our responsibility, whether we keep it alive or not, that is on us. Whether it was given to us or not, it usually is given to us because we are, like you said, little people that the big people go with their megaphone, do this, don't do this, you know, but it is on us to recognize that there's as many people on this planet are as many ways to to transform quote unquote fear if you want to look at it, look at it. Some people like to get to, you know, to the source of it. Other people are like, nah, I'm done. And they just move on. Like, it's up to you. You can do it however you want. Both ways is completely acceptable. What we want you to do is learn that you as yourself, you as an individual, you are enough, you are powerful, you are amazing. And you have a skill set that no one else has. Every person has their own particular journey that no one else in this world will have mm-hmm. and you can lean into it and you can do these things that maybe you didn't think you were capable of and surprise yourself but you were always capable of. Mm-hmm. I think of introverts as lighthouses because the lighthouse is central and it just shines like all you got to do is just shine and everything that you need will find you because you're like a glow bug you're like a lighthouse it's like just do what you love And I promise you, everything else will be taken care of because within that energy of passion and love is built into that is attracting more of what makes you happy. It just, it's built in. And I'm going to say that is the perfect statement to leave our listeners with because be the lighthouse, be you, shine brightly because no one else is like you and you are amazing. Allison, if our listeners and our audience wanted to find you, where would they find you? How could they reach you? You can go to my website, which is allisonsutter.com. I am spending a little bit of time on Instagram, um, which is allisonsutter3. I don't know. Actually, I'm all over the place. I have a YouTube channel. Um, I have, you know, I do blog posts and and I like whatever. I do whatever makes me happy. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we're going to put all of Allison's links in the comments in the show notes. My one question for you listening is, What's one thing that stood out to you today? What's one thing that you went, oh my gosh, I need to try that. What's that one thing that gave you a tool to put in your toolbox? Share it on the social media, share it in the podcast comments. Let us know what it was that took you and made you go, okay, I can do that. Because the goal of this is to give you all tools. You can have the most successful, the most happy, most joyful life that you deserve because you are worth it and you are enough thank you this has been an amazing episode i cannot wait to talk to 
you all next time and give you more tools. Ta-ra for now. And thank you for listening to another episode of the Introverts Toolbox. Don't forget to like and subscribe. And you know what? I want to know, what is one thing you learned today? Is there something that you're going to take and use in your life or your business? Let me know below.